Hey, hey, my name is Kirsten Galfan, and I'm so glad you're here. We'll be chatting and getting pumped up about how to make your life better and healthier, and sometimes easier and more fun too, right? I get to coach and train people like you almost every day, and we bring the fun, accountability, and results to where you're at right now. We'll be here weekly with a fun and crazy mix of inspiration and application, incredible guests, and your quick Friday victory lap. You are here at the Making Changes You Love to Live With podcast. Woohoo! Well, this is so fun. So fun. Um, I, you guys know Christine, but Christine Boris is one of the most intuitive. I'm just dropping right into it. Intuitive people I know. Um, she just gets to the heart of things so quickly. And if you know me, which you guys do, I'm kind of an efficient junkie. So like when you can get to the heart and the meat of something, it's just, it makes, it makes me super happy. Um, so I'm excited that Christine is back and we're going to do this workshop and we might take snippets or we will take snippets of it for the making changes you love to live with podcast. And so that's fun. Uh, and I am just going to like pretty much hand over the mic, hand over the mic to Christine in a second. Hello. And so she can just like run with it. But before that, I was thinking we need to, okay. The song came on earlier. So Brady requested a song on Google and then Google tries to guess what other songs you might want to hear. Okay. So this song came on and I had to drop everything and choreograph a dance workout too. Okay. Why is this important right now? It is important because I think, well, at least for me, one of one of the biggest things that holds me back from really tapping in and listening to my intuition is like when the other voices of what I should be doing and what I think I should be doing and what other people might say about me if I like pursue this crazy idea. And so this song says, you might be a little loco or something like that. And I want us to stand up. I don't have anyone driving. We don't have anyone driving right now. That's good. We have someone walking through the dark, so that's fun. Um, let's stand up or chair dance and humor me. We'll see if I choreographed it in my head as well as I can do here. So you can just do your thing or you can kind of follow me or not. And we'll have a good time. And if nothing else is like gathered from this, if you don't get any good energy, which I hope you do, it's this, like, let's, Let's go ahead and not let what other people think slow us down or not tap into our intuition. All right, let's go crazy and dance like we mean it. All right, here we go. Follow along if you want to. I don't have my normal setup, but I think it's gonna work. Shake it out. Shake it out. Shake it out. Come on, yes, yes, shake it out. All right, so here we go, one hand. Come on. Then hold one hand out. Give me some hips. Okay, one hand. Here we go. One hand. One hand. Other hand. Give me some hips. Ooh, this is the low side. Give me the low side. Awesome. All right, one 
Get into it. Here we go. One hand. Let's move a little bit if you have some space. Just a little low, Co. Not all the way there, just a little. Here we go, one hand. One hand out. One hand. Hey! Battle points, get into it. Oh, yeah, man! Move it. Cut. Let's go. workout to that one. That's abs, but we'll save that for another day. Okay, cool. Whew. I'm like actually breathing a little hard here. <laughs> Christine's like, thanks for letting me like have the mic once we get breathing hard, right? No, dude, I need to go get like my inhaler. I think I have a cramp and I've been sitting and doing that because I don't have the space back here, but that's fine. It's fine. I have <laughs> qualities. Ooh. So yay, welcome Christine Borst. And we're so thankful that you're doing this workshop with us about intuition. And now that we're all breathing hard and having some fun, thank you for being here. And go girl, talk to us. Woo. All right, actually, I wanna start with an activity too. Uh, not gonna be quite as electric is what Kirsten just did with us. But if everybody can just take a second and well, I guess you can watch and see what I'm doing first and then close your eyes. That might be the better order. Um, I'm gonna have you close your eyes and then rapidly rub your hands together. So go ahead and do that. Close your eyes. Now in just a minute, I'm gonna have you pull your hands a couple inches apart. Three, two, one. So I want you to feel that energy between your hands. And I want you to think about what color it is. And that you can answer these questions in your head. Does it have a shape? Is it smooth on the outside? Is it bumpy? What's the texture of it? Does it have a feeling or an emotion attached to it? Does it want you to know anything? Is it telling you anything? Is there a word attached? And now I want you to kind of imagine yourself bringing it a little bigger, 
maybe a little smaller. And then depending on what feels good, either clasp your hands around it to absorb it or just let it free. I would love to know what came to mind while you were doing this. When I started asking those questions, what was that like? You can type or chat. Do you want someone to volunteer? Should we all chat? Was Liz unmuting? Is that what I saw? Yeah. Let's hear it, Liz. Great little exercise. Really enjoyed that. I actually saw two colors and kind of tuned into it. I saw kind of like a blue at the bottom and it surprised me like violet at the top, magenta violet. Beautiful. Um, what yeah. shape was it? Um, the shape was like, uh, it was smooth and like long, like, like movement energy. I love that. Did it have anything it wanted you to know or any feeling attached with that? Any words that came up? Um, you know, the first words that came when I asked that question, it was ease and flow. So yeah, that's, that's what came up. Um, I yeah. love that. Thank you for sharing, Liz. Yeah, thank you. So Katie, your brain went to Scarlet Witch. Did that, so did that come? Did you see like a scarlet red color? So I was thinking more of like her, if you've seen the Marvel movies, like her energy ball that she creates, right? So she does that between her hands. And so it's this very like powerful, very electric looking and it's bright red and it's, you know, it's not so much, my brain is saying anger, but it's not anger so much as like, I I don't have the right word for it. Power, I guess. Yeah. Awesome. And was it, it was red. Is hers red? Yeah, hers is red. I think so. That's awesome. Kirsten, you said yours was purple. Mine was purple too. And mine was like a little hilarious because it was like fuzzy. Mm -hmm. Like I thought it was weird that it was fuzzy. It was reminding me of like those, it was heart, heart ish and it was purple as well. And it was yeah. Fuzzy. Love that. How many uh, other people, and I'll do this with clients sometimes. And uh, my clients will, I can just watch their faces and they'll be like, what the hell? You know, and then, but they're like, but what's weirder is that I have an answer for you, right? Like, that's the weird part. The question's super weird. The, the answer is weirder, right? And yeah. so <laughs> that's the fun part. But I'm like, just go with it. It's okay. Just go with it. Um, because right, Kirsten, you talked about like, you, you saw a texture. You're like, what a specific thing to have in this right. thing that, what, right? Um, how many of you is that a little weird for? That's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. This is yeah. the beauty. This is, I think this is why intuition stuff is so fun for me. Cause I'm like, it's, it's a little weird. And then it's crazy when it works and which makes it even more fun. So, okay. Oh, Barb, you have a Himalayan salt lamp or Eddie does. The perfect pink sphere. So you saw something like that. Interesting. Does that have any like special connection for you? Oh, um, I love Himalayan salt. I love it. I have it everywhere in the house. Good. So that was like a really good. Yeah, it was a good action. feeling. It was a good feeling. I love that. Sweet. All right. Well, thank you all for humoring me. Um, so when we say intuition, 
what do we mean? Everyone's like, I thought I was just coming to listen. Why do we have to talk? I'm going to ask you this because I, you know, I, when Kirsten asked me to do this, I kind of thought in my head about some of the things that I wanted to talk about. Um, Barb said that gut feeling. Perfect. Excellent. Um, there, there are a lot of different definitions of intuition. I think that it can mean, um, different things to different people. I honestly, honestly, some days it means different things to me. And, that whisper is what Kirsten said. Yeah, great. And so it's, it's some sort of a knowing, right? Like a, just a subtle knowing. I think we've also heard it sometimes in the, a subtle knowing either within you, a subtle knowing maybe about others, about things that are going on. Um, and I didn't really want to get too caught up in one definition. So whatever fits for you for intuition Let's go with that and how, however that meet, however you're meant to hear this today. Um, and if you just have no idea, go ahead and Google and see what, what works best for you. So I talk about this a lot, um, that we all are born with intuition. This is an internal compass that we have, and it's there to help guide us, um, through all sorts of things, uh, from very, very large, important things to very, very little things that we don't think matter, but I think that they do add up. Um, so historically, and this, these are my opinions, like all of the workshop. And so if from what, you know, I use what I talk with my clients about from what mentors have taught me. And so if it fits for you, great. If there's something that comes up that doesn't fit, that's fine too. We'll just let it go. Um, so historically, right. Women, I'm thinking about the Salem witch trials, for example, right? Like women have been seen as, I don't know if threats the correct word, but right there, there have been, there's been a lot of work done, I think, to hold women back specifically to, um, to take this compass that we've all been given and to kind of say, Ooh, this, that's not good. That's actually not right. That's whatever label it is depends on, you know, where we're looking in history. Um, and there are also, I think, bigger organizations and belief systems that are actively keeping people from tuning into their own intuition, saying things like, you know, these are the rules. I think that a, a lot of us grow up with a certain rule book that we follow, right? Guidelines from whatever that looks like for your family of origin, for, you know, where you grew up. Um, so that rule book says, right, like, this is what's right. This is what's wrong. There's a clear right and a wrong to a lot of these things. Um, and for a lot of the people that I work with, at least they get to a point in their life that they're like, well, wait a minute. I followed all of the rules and I'm, I'm not happy. Right. I, I, I checked all of the boxes. I did everything I was supposed to do and I'm, I'm depressed. I, I'm not, you know, I don't, my career or my, my family, or, you know, I'd like to find a partner, but I keep dating these duds and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so that can be tough, right? Because you did what you were supposed to do and it didn't supposed to do, and it didn't work. So that's where I think this intuition comes in and we see it so strongly is that 
people say, but I don't know, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I throw out the rule book or if I, you know, slowly take it apart one by one, um, because that's what my parents told me to do. And that's what their parents told them to do. And that, you know, it goes on and on. If I start to question the rules and, and start to rebuild what fits for me, I don't know where to start. Right. Oh, Katie's oppressed and repressed. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do we think about? And this is going to be, I'm going to throw some controversial things out here, right? Woo woo. Get your minds right, people. Let's get there. Okay. (laughs) We can do hard things. Fact, fact, right? We can do hard things. Um, Marriage is hard work. You have to work hard to succeed. I know quite a few type A's as a recovering perfectionist myself. I completely understand this, right? But the overall idea, I think, in society today is a lot of life is tough, right? Life is tough. Suck it up. Uh, You got to earn it. You have to work hard to earn something. Um, Again, relationships are tough we can do hard things. That is the main, that is like the mantra. And I love Glenn and I love what she has to say. And I think that what strikes me about that and these ideas is that they become sort of a rule for us, right? We can do hard things. I can do that. I can do whatever I put my mind to. Absolutely true. But what if not everything has to be difficult? How does that fit for some of you? Repeat that again. What if everything doesn't have to be what? What if not everything has to be difficult? Mm-hmm. What if in fact, nothing has to be difficult? Not all things, right? How would that change for some of you? But this idea too, right? That marriage is hard. And for someone who has been married, I'm, I was going to say on my second marriage, almost like I'm counting, like, and, and counting, you know, for someone who's been married previously, I remember thinking, well, marriage is hard. This is hard. This is what everybody means when they say marriage is hard. And I think as someone who's gotten outside of that and really challenged these ways of thinking, I think, wait a minute, heart, it doesn't have to be right. Like marriage takes energy and marriage takes effort. But if I'm like dog tired every day from my marriage or most days or overall 70% of the time, right? Maybe something's not right, right? Same with work, right? Oh, well, you know, nose of the grindstone, got to go to work. You get the idea, right? We, we live in a society where the norm isn't just hard work, but you are, people are celebrated for working hard, right? People are, if people are like, Oh, I did this. And I, you know, I took care of all of this and I no, I didn't ask anyone for help and I'm dog tired. Everybody's tired, right? Everybody's always tired. And it's like, but, but why do you have to, right? Did that feel, did that feel good? Now, certainly Kirsten, I know there's a lot of fitness inspired folks here too. There's a lot of great stuff to a hard workout, right? How do you feel after? I do low key cardio, so I don't really know, but uh. I feel great. It's funny that you say that because that is like a litmus test, right? So how you feel after a workout 
and in the middle, I would say is important over time. Don't just take one and done. Um, the naturopath was like screening me the other day for um, exercising too much. And she's like, so how do you feel after a workout? And I was like, amazing. I do feel amazing. I mean, there have been times where I did overtrain consciously, like part of my job. And I would tell clients like, don't, I am overtraining a little bit. I'm currently not, but there's been times in my career that I was overtraining and our body does this crazy thing. And I don't know if this relates at all, but I'll just say quickly that our body does a crazy thing when we're overtraining. What does it do? It holds on for dear life. It thinks there's, there's a problem. They, you know, your body thinks it's a problem. And so just for simplicity's sake, when I could tell clients were fishing with like, well, how much do you work out Kirsten? And how, what, you know, asking me. And I gave the example of when I go on vacation, like during the seasons of my life, when I was overtraining kind of intentionally as a part of my job that I was like willing at the time to do that. I said, listen, when I go on vacation, my body will shed some extra weight actually. And I'm working out way less Mm -hmm. because it will be like, ah, we're good here. You're good. So I would just like, when I could tell people fishing for that reason, um, I would tell them that story, but basically your body does that. It holds on and says like, is there a problem? Are you still running from that tiger? And you're like, no, 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 I'm safe. I'm good. So that's like overtraining is if you feel like at the end of every workout, if you feel exhausted, there's some like physiological symptoms sometimes. And like I was saying, your body will hold on to, to fat, to like save yourself. So, I mean, I'm had no intention of going there, but here we went there. Well, fight or flight. Right. And so all of this, this idea that we have to produce, we have to be busy, 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 busy. Everybody's so busy, right? We can't ask for help. We have all of these unreasonable expectations, very little work-life balance, but we've got to earn it. You, you know, you got to work really hard so you can earn it. And then you're going to come home and you're going to be in this like relationship with your partner. They have to work really hard to earn too. And it's like, okay, what, when do we get to just like chill and feel good about it? Right. So a lot of times I will then pose the question. Okay. So let's say you are, you're ready. It doesn't feel good. This pace doesn't feel good. Your body's been in fight or flight too long. Um, the rules don't feel like they fit for you anymore. Rules, capital R, whatever that means to you personally. So then what? So then I say, yeah, I was going to say, then what Christine, you tell us Then what? (laughs) And I say, okay, well, what feels good? People are, yeah. Okay. Okay. I was just going to say like on the topic of, um, you're saying that, you know, what if marriage doesn't have to be so hard? Mm -hmm. And, um, not that I'm saying, well, I'm just particularly on this particular Uh topic because, um, my husband and I, uh, have been to marital therapy recently. And it's funny because we were fighting more in therapy. And now that we've kind of put it on hold for a little while, 
we're not fighting as much. It just seems easier now. And maybe part of that is that we're not analyzing everything that happens. Mm -hmm. Not that you know me. I mean, like I'm a total advocate of therapy. I think it's great. And mm -hmm. I think self-reflection is important. But nowadays we just don't have that clash as much. And it's, it's kind of wild. Like I hadn't really thought about it until just now, till you mentioned it. And I love that too, because you bring up a great point, Barb. So for those of you who don't know, I am a licensed therapist. Um, I see clients through coaching, not through, um, not much through therapy anymore, but, um, but sometimes as a therapist in my own head, I think I'm trying to say like, why do I feel this way? What's going on? You know, trying to analyze, go back to, is it root? And then I get to the point that what if I just feel this way and that's okay? What if I'm not, no, you know, there's not a jury in front of me saying, well, you're cranky today and we need to know exactly why and where the root of this is and where, right? Sometimes that's valuable. And then at some point we, I think we reach the point of saturation where it's like, but it's okay for me to feel this way. And I'm just going to be with it. Right. I'm just going to sit with it. And I wonder too, Barb, if that's part of it. So yeah, sometimes analyzing, if we go digging, it's like, Ooh, maybe we don't have to do that. Maybe that's not always the way, right? Maybe it works sometimes, but maybe it's not always the way. And so I think that that speaks a lot to the rules. There are a lot of rules in the rule book that are like, well, this is what you should do in these situations. And it's like, but what if that doesn't feel right for me right now? What if most of the time, yeah, that makes sense, but what happens? So what happens now is we have a disconnect is that you have the rules, the things, the, the things either that people are directly telling you or that you've internalized that you should do. And you have this like authentic self that somewhere inside is quietly saying, it doesn't feel right. Right. And so you're, you're at this disconnect. And so I think the way I conceptualize it in my head is that the goal is to kind of get into alignment. So the things to make the, the things that you think and feel like you have to do right to make that really in good alignment with your internal self, with your authentic self. And so that's why I ask my, my clients, I'll say, okay, so this, we know this is the problem. We, we know that we've had these rules. We know we're ready for a change. So what feels good? And you would be probably not that surprised at how terrifying of a question that is, because it's not, something that's asked very often. Any thoughts on that part before we move on? Well, I don't know if it's on that or not, but I have a question. Yes. When, okay, so I have done some reflection on this and I can think of some times in my life where my intuition was telling me one thing and then I didn't listen. Mm -hmm. And eventually we got like, if I would have just listened, it would have been like, whoa, this is so much better, <laughs> right? But so my, like one of my warning signals is if I'm trying to explain the heck out of it, mm -hmm. like, like somewhere inside of me, sometimes if I don't have a reason, like the intuition sometimes doesn't have a reason or you can't explain it to, you know. Yeah. Your brother or whoever. Um, so I guess my question is this, like, okay, so that's one, is that like common for a lot of people or are there other things that can kind of 
let us know that, okay, we're trying to basically silence our intuition. That's one question. Um, and then the other one is just that if we, how we can practice, like, yeah. how can, how can we practice going that way? And, you know, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful. So I think a lot of times my biggest question that I get is what's the difference between anxiety and intuition, right? Well, my, my intuition is saying to the, I'm like, well, I, first of all, my guess, my, my gut would say that that's probably anxiety, just the way that you came forth with that, right? You came at me with that. Okay. Um, anxiety likes to dress up as intuition a lot. And so this is sometimes when, for me, I have to set some basic rules, um, for myself, like in my intuition is not anxious intuition. Generally speaking, I think, I think this is, again, I don't want to make like huge 100%, but I can pretty much say intuition is going to be a gentle, subtle feeling. Right. Um, and Kirsten, you put it perfectly that you can't explain sometimes. And we are in a place in the world that we want explanations for everything, right? Like just kind of what Barb and I were talking about with that, you know, why am I feeling say, what's, where did this come from? What, what can I do to get rid of it? And so I had a thought, well, that was a strange thought. It must not be valid because I can't explain where it came from, right? Our thinking logical minds really want, if we call that the ego, really want to get that intuition back down because that's not, that's not where we're at, right? And so sometimes this is like this with this exercise. Sometimes you just have to be like, well, she asked me what color it is. I knew a color. I just, right. Okay. Well, that was weird. Great. Let's sit with that. That's fine. So for some people, yes, there is a subtlety. It's a, you might feel it. I don't know. I feel like sometimes I just, I feel it or I hear it more deeply than my other running constant thoughts. Right. Um, I don't know. Has anybody else experienced the difference between your own anxiety or kind of thoughts, cerebral thoughts versus your own intuition? Oh, Barb said, I feel like my intuition is the most confident part of me. It, no, it's just, yeah, it's just like a, yeah. Sometimes I think about, uh, my intuition is a very, um, like a calm, confident adult, right? Like somebody, if you've ever known that person, my mom is that person, right? Where you have this thought and it's just like, I wonder what it would be like if you did this, right? Or, or if this, this feels right, you know, not, not pushy, not, not just really gentle and kind. Liz. Thanks. I was wondering if I could share something for. Please, yes. The intuition. Um, I like the idea, like, I like the definition, you know, that intuition is, is not anxious and intuition uh, feels good. And, and the thought that came to me was generally intuition for me sparks curiosity. And I'll give an example. So I, I live on a 27th floor of a building and I've been here for like three, four years. And I never, I've got a gorgeous view, amazing view out my lanai. And I never ever go out there. I'm scared to go out there. I'm scared of heights in general. And um, I've had, I had a, a, a vision literally come to me like four weeks ago I had a vision of this particular look of a contemporary chair out kind of on my lanai and, uh, or my balcony. 
Um, and so I was shopping in Target and I saw like the exact chair. And when, when the image first came to me, I was like, oh no, 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 no. I'm not getting any chairs for my balcony. I don't go out there. <laughs> I haven't gone out in there in years. So I, when I saw them, I was like, this is the exact chair that I saw. So I bought two of them. I bought a nice little outdoor rug. You sure did, yeah. Okay, the past three, four weeks of my living space has been transformed. Mm -hmm. So I now have this new extended part of my condo that I've been going out on my balcony, sitting on these chairs. And I've even like actually thought to myself, am I scared right now? And I thought, no, I'm not. I feel secure. I'm enjoying this. I had a friend over, we had a cup of tea out there. So I don't know, I feel like that's like a prime example yeah. of how this intuitive thought came that did not seem logical, mm -hmm. but I followed it and it's created like more joy. It's a I, pretty cool experience. I love that so much, right? So here's the rule. The rule for Liz is we don't go on the balcony. The balcony is scary, right? Yeah. Then this subtle intuition is like, well, this would be nice would be nice right and you listen you were like okay I'm gonna notice you I'm curious and then yeah. lo and behold later here it is right and so I'm guessing too that you wouldn't have been as keyed into those chairs at Target that set at Target had you not had that intuitive thought before right no I wouldn't I wouldn't have considered it right you're like oh oh it's a little deja vu here I think I've seen these chairs before right so yeah that is a great story and then it's brought you so much joy it's brought me joy it's brought me more joy and it, I feel like it's also steps into creating something new in my life too. So it's, it's been a really cool experience. Yeah. And you know, Liz, you reminded me too, that I think that one of the main things as we're dismantling this, um, the system of like hard work and fear and anxiety. And again, not, we're not, we're humans, right? We are humans. We're going to have ebbs and flows, but I think number one is, do I deserve it? Like, do I deserve, do I truly believe that I deserve more joy in my life? If the answer is no, then that there's some beginning work to do, right? In some other ways. And maybe that is where some therapy comes in um, or coaching or whatever fits for you. But um, can, I, can I trust myself? Can I trust my intuition? Um, what, what if I'm wrong? What if... Can I trust that maybe the plant that I don't know everything because right. Sometimes when it seems like, Oh, I didn't get that job that I really wanted. I thought my intuition guided me that way. Uh, what now I'm wrong. I'm so embarrassed. Uh, but what if that was like a stepping stone, right? What if we don't know how that ends up and hindsight is a really cool thing that we can only use backwards. So then we're like, Oh yeah, I see. Um, Katie said, but intuition also tells you when to get out when it's not, when it's not okay, even when you don't know yet or who can be trusted. Right. So, and that's where anxiety would be like, oh, you get out. Oh my, what everybody. Right. And it's the thing about anxiety too, is that it's pervasive, right? We, we have it way more often. And so of course, at some points, you're probably going to be able to prove your anxiety. Right. But it's like, we'll probably be okay if you rely on intuition instead of anxiety all the time.
Hey, we had so much good content in this intuition workshop with Christine that we had to split it up into two sections. Stay tuned for next week's part two. Woo woo. Oh yeah, you did it. This has been another episode of the Making Changes You Love to Live With podcast. I think you know already that I love, love, love helping people just like you become stronger, brighter, bolder versions of yourself. I see something in you that maybe you don't even see yet. Okay? So I just want you to like soak that in and receive it. Be like, yes, yes, she's talking to me. I can't wait to warm up with you with a little fitness inspired warm up on Friday to get your blood pumping and do a victory lap on your week. Let's finish with this amazing song by Kaylee Joy. And the intro song is her amazing work as well. So, woo woo, let's do this thing. I love the sentiment of this song and I hope you enjoy it too. Again, thank you for being here. You listening, you sharing your story, being a part of this community, sharing episodes with friends, sharing this podcast with friends. It just makes a world of difference and allows this to happen. So get it, get it. Have a great day and enjoy the song. This is real life.